and welcome to the Physical Preparation Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Robertson, and today we are going to talk about 10 quotes and mindset tips to help you level up in life. So as you can imagine, this week we're going to do a solo show. It's due to a combination of factors, primarily me wrapping up the complete coach certification this past week. There was a ton going on to get that where it needed to be between sales pages, responding to customer emails and inquiries, uh, getting the emails sent out to all the appropriate people, back-end work, making sure everybody can log in and access the material. So just a ton going on, and that took up a ton of my time. And then also this weekend, uh, which will be last weekend for you, depending on when you're listening to it, I'm traveling to Seattle to speak at Joel Jameson's BioForce Certified Conditioning Coach Seminar. So it's something I've done the last couple years. I absolutely love the seminar. Very, very bright people there, smart coaches. Also, just enjoy my time in Seattle. I get to see Luca. I get to see Joel, um, people I'm very close with and that I have a great deal of respect for. So there we are. So we are going to just jump right in. This show is going to be all steak, no sizzle, no mid-roll, no ads, just straight good stuff that I think is going to help you level up in every area of your life. So let's go. 10 quotes and mindset tips to help you level up in life. Number one, all in, all day, every day. And this comes from yours truly. Now, if you break that down, there's really three sayings in one, right? There's all in, there's all day, and then there's every day. So let's unpack that a little bit. When I say all in, What I mean by that is if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be 100% committed to it and invested in it, right? I don't ever want to say yes to something that I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever, I'll do that. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm 41 years old. I don't want to waste my time on things that aren't important or aren't impactful to me. So if I'm going to do something, I am all in. I'm going to put every ounce of energy I have into it. And that's everything from, you know, working with my clients and athletes whether it's creating content for the website, whether it's coaching Kindle Arcade's respective sports teams, whatever I'm going to do, I'm all in. Now, the second piece of that is all day, right? So, you know, from whatever time I get up, 6, 7 a.m. until 10, 30, 11 p.m., I'm going. Yes, there's time for downtime and meditation and rest and naps. That's all fine and dandy. But if I'm going, I want to maximize the day. I want to get as much as I can out of every single day. And I want to respect the fact that, hey, man, every morning you wake up, that's another day that you get to live and you get to experience and enjoy life. So if I'm all in, I'm going to go all day. I'm going to enjoy every moment of that day. And then the final piece is every day, right? So look, I don't, I'm not a fatalistic person. Like sometimes those people annoy me a little bit, but like at the end of the day, I do respect the fact that, you know, life is short. So I try not to take days off right? Like if I'm going to do stuff, I'm going to make it as awesome as I possibly can. So that is something that's just really important to me. I just constantly remind myself that I am all in all day, every day, and I'm going to make the most out of every second, every moment of every day, and I'm going to live every day to the absolute fullest. So that's number one. Number two, be where your feet are. And this is a quote that I don't know if He took it from somebody, but I first heard it from Ryan Horn, amazing strength and conditioning coach and a guy that I think as brilliant as he is with the X's and O's, understands the soft skills, understands the psychological side. And here's why I think be where your feet are is is of critical importance. 
Number one, we're just too often and we're too focused on what's next, right? Or where we're going in life. So we get so caught up in, oh, in three years, oh, in five years, oh, in 10 years, you're constantly thinking about next and bigger and better. And that's fine. But in that same breath, I think we need to stop and pause for a minute and just think about like, what's wrong with where you're at right now? And this is something I wish somebody would have told me when I was younger, right? Because when I was fresh out of college, you know, I took that first job in Fort Wayne. I spent three years there. and Man, I spent so much time just daydreaming and, oh man, I can't wait till I get out of here. And I can't wait till I'm at a different facility and I'm back working with athletes. So like, I wish I would have thought more about that then. But at the same time, I also try and think back to the fact that like I maximized my time. In my time there, I learned a ton about assessments. I learned a ton about corrective exercise. I learned a ton about functional anatomy, right? And I think then when I moved to India, I had a better perspective. So even though I was doing in an in-home one-on-one personal training at that point in my career, like I didn't have that same mindset of just constantly daydreaming and thinking, I can't wait till I'm at this next spot or I'm doing this next thing. Like, man, I maximized my time there. I got some great experiences working with some amazing clients. Uh, I learned a ton about really like the psychological side and the communicative side of coaching and training because I know I've talked about it on the show before and an hour one-on-one private training in somebody's home, it's just a different environment. It's one thing when you're at a big box gym and there's other people around and you know there's TVs and loud music. When you're in this small intimate environment, you got to learn how to carry a conversation. So I took a ton away from that experience. And the thing that I always try and remind myself and when people come to me and they're like, oh yeah, I hate my job, but I'm in three years, I'm going to be here. I always just kind of let them know like, look, man, if you do amazing work where you're at, it doesn't matter if you're in a small personal training facility, if you're at a D3 college, if you're working with the lowest level of minor league sports, if you do amazing work where you're at, somebody's going to find you. Right? Like that's the world that we live in now. It's not like it's 50 years ago where you could just be churning out the best athletes ever in some little gym and nobody ever finds out or hears about you. Like there's people out there now, their whole job is to find the best talent and bring them to, you know, higher level opportunities. So just remember that if you do amazing work where you're at, it's going to shine, it's going to show, and it's going to pay off over the long haul. So that's number two be where your feet are. Thank you, Ryan Horn. My guy, I appreciate you. Number three, 1% better today. And I don't know if I can attribute this to anybody else. It's something that I've always thought of. And honestly, it's not nearly as sexy sounding, but it could be like 0.1% or 0.01% better every day. But it comes back to that principle of the slight edge or the Kaizen principle where it's just, hey man, we're gonna get a little bit better every day, right? Keep sharpening the saw, keep tightening the screws. And if we wanna take a sports analogy to this, our baseball analogy. We get so infatuated with the home run, right? When somebody clubs like a 450 foot bomb, you're like, damn, that guy crushed the ball. But it's not nearly as exciting to watch people hit a ton of singles and doubles, maybe steal a base, maybe get hit by a pitch. But you can easily win games like that. And in fact, a lot of teams do. Or maybe in football, we love the deep pass, the 50, 60 yard bomb, and the guy sprints into the touchdown. But You know, sometimes you don't get as much cred when it's, oh man, these guys are just incredibly efficient. Like they're getting four and a half, five yards every time they run the rock. They're just wearing the defense down and they win games like that. Okay. So here's what I want you to ask yourself. 
Are you doing the little things every day to make yourself, your life, or your career better? That's a big question, right? So I'm going to read it again. Are you doing the little things every day to make yourself, your life, and your career better? And the thing that I love about this, this concept of the slight edge and 1% better, is that it's universally applicable. Comes back to if something is important, man, this can absolutely apply to it. So areas that I try and apply this to, number one, continuing education. And sometimes it's 10 minutes of a podcast. Sometimes it's, you know, just shutting the music off when I leave the gym and just having like some deep thoughts with myself. 10 or 15 minutes on the way home, like, okay, how did that session go? How can I get better results for this guy or for this gal? Like, what am I doing well? What can I continue to improve upon? Right? So that constant self-evaluation. Second area that I'm kind of goes along with that same thing, but coaching. So again, whether it's those deep thoughts in the car, whether it's chatting with my boy E, whether it's chatting with Bill, whether it's talking to people on the podcast, which is one of the reasons I love this show is the amazing people I get to interact with. But just, you know, finding ways to tighten the screws with my continuing education, my coaching. Third, my body, right? 41 years old, and I'm not pushing the big weights like I was when I was 24. I'm trying to be a little bit smarter with how I do things and focus a little bit more on longevity and being able to have a respectable level of strength power, speed, conditioning, mobility, flexibility, whatever we're calling that these days, trying to take great care of my body. And, you know, some days it's a workout and some days it's, hey, 1% better means I'm going to meditate. Maybe I'm going to get a massage. Maybe I'm, you know, just going to chill out and relax a little bit or just go for a walk around the block with my kids. It doesn't always have to be about just killing yourself in the gym. And then a final area that's obviously important to me is my family. I'm just trying to have those moments every day where, you know, there's no electronics. It's just, hey, uh, catching up with my wife. How was your day? What's going on in your world? Same thing with my kiddos. When we get home, really try and push, hey, we're just going to all go sit in the living room for like 10 minutes and we're just going to wrap about your day. What was good? What maybe didn't go great? What are you excited about right now? Just trying to connect with them. So, to kind of bring this all full circle here, just keep in mind that like big wins are great. Everybody wants big wins in their life. And I get that. But I think the problem lies in the fact or when you're constantly chasing the idea of big wins, when small wins can get you there and probably in a lot of cases in a shorter period of time and with less stress and less agony along the way. So those small wins, when you put them together over a long time, will be absolutely super, super impactful in your life. So that was number three, 1% better today. Number four, again, I feel like I'm quoting myself a lot here at the the start, but I love this one. Take your work seriously, but don't take yourself seriously. And this is something that I absolutely live my life by. If you were to talk to me about con ed or coaching, like I'm super serious about my career. Like I want to get the absolute most that I can out of my career as a coach. I want to give everything that I can to my athletes and make sure that, man, I just gave them the best possible experience. And most importantly, I gave them the best possible chance for success, right? They're already great athletes, but if I can do anything to help them maximize and leverage those God-given talents, then I feel like I've done my job. On another hand, you know, I want to be the best for the fellow 
trainers and coaches who support me with my work. You know, obviously when I create something like the complete coach certification, when I create this podcast, when I create my little YouTube, Instagram videos, I want you guys to be like, damn, this guy, he seems pretty legit. You know, maybe a little goofy looking, but I mean, like this guy knows what he's talking about. He's trying to help me get better. So yeah, man, I'll be really, really honest with you. I work hard and I take my growth and my evolution within my career seriously because I want to get the most out of it. But in that very same breath, I can tell you without reservation, I don't take myself seriously. Like if you came into the gym and you watch me coach my athletes, we're smiling. We're having fun, right? Like there's a time to buckle down, strap in, like get that work. But most of the times we're having fun and we're getting after it because when you work hard and you have fun, you get better. So that's huge for me. Like I don't take myself seriously. I mean, if you ever saw me shoot these videos with my guy, Paul, the video guy, yeah, like it looks really serious and and sometimes like whenever the final cut looks really professional and pristine. But if you saw some of the, the cuts and some of the, uh, the outtakes, I, I think you would probably get a chuckle or two because it's not all serious. It's not like this really stoic, serious face. Like we have fun. And, and I think that's why I enjoy working with Paul so much because he makes it a fun environment to shoot in. So this one's pretty simple. If I want to wrap this up, have fun, smile, enjoy life, you know, enjoy your work. We're pretty blessed to do what we get to do. It's not like we go and we sit behind a keyboard and just stare at a computer for 8, 10, 12 hours a day. Hopefully, you don't have some slave driver boss that's just awful to you and treats you like a pile of dog do. Like nobody wants that. Take what you do seriously in the fact that you want to get better. You want to get results for your clients and athletes. You want to be the best possible coach that you can be, but never take yourself seriously, right? Enjoy life, smile, and have fun. Number five, control the controllables. And I'm sure I've talked about this in the past in this show, but this comes from former Indianapolis Colts head coach, Chuck Pagano. Now, again, I've been pretty lucky. I've worked with probably four or five Colts over the years. Unfortunately, during the Colts tenure uh, where Chuck Pagano was the coach, they probably underachieved. I think everybody around there would tell you that they underachieved. But from everything I gathered, Chuck is an amazing human being, a very straight shooter. He cares deeply about the team, his athletes, so nothing negative to say there about him. But Chuck had some of the best sound bites, and I wish I had like a collection of them because he always had these little sound bites when they would interview him after the game. Control the controllables is one of them. So what does it mean? Really simple. Don't sweat the stuff that you can't control. I think sometimes we get so caught up and maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's it's depression, you know, but we get so caught up in focusing, putting all our energy into these things we have no control over, and it's such a waste of our time, right? So maybe it's like people, right? You definitely can't control people as much as you'd like to, and I don't care what position of power or authority you're in, you can't control people. So if somebody is causing you stress and anxiety and all that, well, why? If you can't control them, like, don't worry about it. Create distance between yourself and them. Maybe it's stuff in the outside world. You know, there's a reason that I really don't read the news all that much because, hey man, you know, yeah, I want to kind of know what's going on in the world, but at the same time, I don't have direct control over that. So it's not that I don't care, but if I can't impact it, if I can't change it in some way, or if I can't exert influence over it, I still want to mess with it. 
So focus on the things that you have direct control over. If you have direct control over it and they're not where you want or need them to be, fix them. That's a really big take home message. Don't worry about the things that you can't control, right? That's fine. You can't control that. But if it is something you can control and it's not where you want it to be, fix it and address it. And that leads me directly into number six, the concept of extreme ownership. So it's not really a quote, but Jocko Willenick's book, Extreme Ownership, was massively impactful to me for a lot of reasons. It it gives you this internal locus of control. It's like, forget about the outside world, like focus on your internal world. And it's just such a great book because too many people, and this is again, my personal opinion, too many people look to the outside to lay blame. Oh, well, it was the weather that day, or it was that person, or that business doesn't know what they're doing or whatever, right? Like it's so easy to cast the blame outside of yourself. It's a hell of a lot harder to look inside yourself and say, hmm, maybe I had something to do with this. Maybe I share some of the blame. So whenever something goes wrong, ask yourself these questions. And I don't think these are directly from the book. It's been a while since I read it, but these are things that I ask myself. Number one, very bluntly, what role did I play in this? That's a big one. What role did I play in this situation? Number two, how could I have addressed this issue earlier? Right? So starting to think maybe obviously hindsight's 2020, but okay, if I had to unpack this and think back, what could I have done to fix this issue earlier? Maybe reset expectations earlier, or maybe how could I have seen it coming? So again, a little bit of forethought there. What could I have done in the past? And then a little bit of forward thinking to finish it off. Number three, what can I do in the future to prevent future issues, right? Because, okay, you made a mistake. We all make mistakes, but what can I do in the future so this doesn't happen again? And this is something that people always laugh about. When new interns come to IFAS now, generally their first meeting and their first day is with me and we sit down and I go through our intern manual, which is now like 20 pages long. People are like, man, why is this so long? And I say, because everything that's in here, anytime I say you have to shower before you step on the gym floor or that you can't flirt with clients or you have to show up 15 minutes early to work, I all of those things are in there because that's been an issue in the past. So if I can address the issue now up front and set an expectation, it makes my life so much easier on the back end. Now, I may have to reset an expectation at some point, but at least I know very clearly that early on, the proper expectation was set. So keep in mind, when we talk about this idea of extreme ownership, of looking inward, of focusing on the things that you can do to improve situations, your environment, or to prevent issues in the future, when we talk about this, the world as a whole may not adopt this right? Like I'm just okay with that. I don't expect the world to do things exactly like I do. Would be awesome, but it's not going to happen, right? So the world at large may not adopt this line of thinking, but that doesn't mean people like you and I shouldn't. We need people that are willing to take responsibility, that are willing to step up, that are willing to say, yeah, okay, this situation isn't ideal, but I played a role in this. Here's how I can do better in the future. And then that's going to help you learn. It's going to help you grow. It's going to help you evolve in whatever area of your life you may be reflecting on. So that's number six. Always remember the concept of extreme ownership.
Number seven, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. This is an old Wayne Gretzky quote, um, not the hugest hockey fan uh, on the planet, but back in my fraternity days, and yes, you can laugh, I was in a fraternity, don't hate me forever. I was 18 years old, and I still have some amazing friends uh, from that time. But all of the new members, when they joined the fraternity, had to like do interviews with the veterans, right? The guys that had been there for a while. And so you get your name and your hometown and da, da, da. And one of the things you have to end with is your favorite quote. And so I always use this quote because the member that they're interviewing has to basically write it. And I love this quote because I love sports and it was super short. So I didn't have to write like this long paragraph. Like I hate handwriting things. But the quote is great because at the end of the day, the bottom line is this. You've got to take chances in life. You have to be willing to fail. And this was just crippling to me early on. So much of my self-esteem and my self-worth was tied to my performance in life. And it didn't matter whether it was playing the piano growing up and, and the performances that I would do, whether it was sports, trying to be just perfect with my basketball shot or my baseball swing, you know, my schoolwork, right? I had to get A's. I had to be like a straight A student. And so that crippled me in a lot of ways as I look back because, you know, ultimately that limited my growth. This idea of having to be perfect forces you to constantly kind of underwhelm yourself and you, and you constantly take on these challenges that are almost beneath you, right? Because if you're going to do something perfect, it's got to be beneath you. When you're not perfect, you're challenging yourself, right? You're, you're saying that that failure is okay and that mistakes are okay. So this was something that I've really tried to get my head around as I've gotten older. And it's a big part of the reason why I set this massive goal with the complete coach certification. Like I want 10,000 coaches to be certified because I feel like if I do that, they will ultimately be better trainers, better coaches as a, as a result. Now, 10,000 is a massive number, right? Like I may never get there, but that's my goal. It's big. It's massive and it's something that I want to put out there because I want people to know like I'm not playing small ball anymore. I want to be as impactful as I can on this industry and not because I'm like some egotistical narcissist, like that's not me at all. It's just because I think I have value to share and I want trainers and coaches to have better systems, a better operating system to deal with so that when they go in there and they go in the gym, they are rock star confident. They feel like, hey, I know exactly what to do with this client or with this athlete. That's why I created that. So now let's take this back to you. Where are you playing small ball? Whether it's in your career, in your life, where and how can you go bigger, right? So what are some things that almost like when you start to think about them, they make you uncomfortable? You're like, ooh, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Like you can tell, right? Maybe you start to get like a little clammy in your hands or you start to, if you're a dude, pit out a little bit. Maybe your heart rate increases a little bit. You just start to feel a little bit of anxiety. Like what are some things that are in the back of your brain that are telling you, hmm, maybe that's where I need to start pushing myself. So start to think about that. And you can take that, that idea of going bigger. Where can you go bigger in your coaching? Where can you go bigger in your life? If you were guaranteed you would never fail, and this is a question I love to ask people, if you were guaranteed not to fail, what would you be doing right now? What would your life look like? And then just assume that, hey, failure is part of the equation. That's part of how you get there. 
Now, how do you start to set those wheels in motion? And I realize these are deep questions, right? And at the end of the day, we're talking about exercise here, but I think you have to constantly challenge yourself to see what you're truly capable of. If you're just kind of in that status quo, if you're comfortable, or if you're in this like perfectionistic world, like you're never really challenging yourself and you're ultimately going to limit your personal growth and you're never going to be able to achieve what you could in your career or in your life. So that was number seven. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Number eight, this is actually a quote I actually really, really like. Number eight, the way to get started is to stop talking and start doing by Walt Disney. Now, I think we can all agree, Walt Disney, he did some things in his life and, and his company and his legacy continue to live on. But we're at this, this point now where people love to plan. They love to plan, right? They want to sort, they want to organize, they want to you know, have things color-coded and alphabetized. And you know, we've got these fancy like $50 and $100 planners, you know, 25 to-do lists, organizing charts, all this crazy stuff. But the crazy thing is these people that are like so OCD about setting up and planning and organizing are some of the ones that get the absolute least done in life. And I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it. I've, I've talked to so many people over the years at seminars, at mastermind meetings, at workshops, and I see some of the same people year after year and they're like, oh yeah, I got this great idea. And so like literally the next year I'll see them again. I'll be like, oh man, how's that book coming? Or how's that workshop coming? I'll be like, oh Yeah just haven't gotten to it yet, you know? So it's like, why? You know, yeah, there's, there, there is a time for planning and strategery, you know? It's, yeah, go out there, do all those things that you need to do to make sure that you're efficient and organized. But sometimes you just have to get out there and get stuff done. You know, I'm reminded of the quote, you know, ready, fire, aim, you know? Like sometimes you just gotta like let things go and then you start to course correct as you go. It's not a perfect science. Sometimes when you open a business or open a gym, like that's a great example. You've got this great idea and you've got your business plan and you think, oh yeah, I've got this all mapped out. And then you get in there and you realize, oh, this plan isn't working. So you don't just run your gym into the ground following this plan that's not working. You adjust, you course correct. That is life, okay? And it reminds me of this quote, Craig Valentine, who has kind of moved on from the fitness industry and now he owns the Early to Rise website. But one of my favorite things that he says is that action beats anxiety and motion beats meditation. Now, again, I'm not saying meditation is a bad thing, but sometimes we have to get out of our own heads. We have to stop planning. We have to stop sorting and organizing. We just got to go out there and we got to start putting in the work. And that's something that I've always tried to hang my hat on. At some point, there's no more planning. There's no more brainstorming. There's no more keeping it in my head. I've got to set a date, I've got to take action, and I've got to start working to get things done. All right, so that's number eight. The way to get started is to stop talking and start doing. Number nine, I hope you're not going to hate me for this, but I'm quoting Drake. Quoting Drake right now. Jealousy is just love and hate at the same time. Now, I'm not a huge Drake fan, but that is some serious stuff right there. Think about that for a minute. I'm going to repeat it. Jealousy is just love and hate at the same time. Man, that's good. So this is just something I know you need to hear because I don't have regular folks that listen to this show. Like if you're okay with a D or F level 
coaching game, you're not listening to this show. If you're okay being just like suspect in most areas of your life, you're not listening to this show, right? If you're listening to this show, chances are you have bigger dreams and aspirations than certain people around you, if not everybody around you, right? That's just real. That's fine. Like, that's fine, you know, but keep in mind when you are the brightest star, maybe in your little universe, other people may not see it that way. And ultimately, they may find ways to sabotage you, to hate on you. Their jealousy seeps through in other areas of life. And little personal backstory here, but my best friend growing up, somebody that, you know, I love like a brother, his mom and dad were literally like my second mom and dad. I grew up in their house, love these people. Um, but, you know, I didn't really realize it at the time. I was pretty naive, especially kind of emotionally growing up. But man, this guy, he hated on me a lot. Like there was a lot of self like not self-sabotage, but he sabotaged me a lot. And it caused me pain. It caused me anguish. And I think it really stunted my growth in certain areas of my life until, until I realized that this friendship was no longer worth it. I started to see him for who he really was, at least at that point in time, and just realized, you know, look, I'm moving on with my life, right? So I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to do me. So what does this mean to you? Well, look, fact, jealous people are everywhere, you know? Sometimes they're at a distance. Sometimes they're sleeping in the same bed with you, right? Like that's just reality. So you have to ask yourself, are these people sabotaging you? Are they taking away your energy? Are they holding you back? Because, you know, if that's the case, maybe time to cut ties with some of these people. And that sucks. I mean, like that's, that's really real. But sometimes you have to cut some of the people that are closest in your life out of your life for you to grow, for you to evolve, for you to become what you're capable of. But you got to find people who love and support you. And I'm going to leave you with this. And I've got it in all caps here because this is the bottom line on this. Successful people don't have time to worry about what other people are doing. Just think about that for a minute. Really successful people, people that are chasing their dreams, that are successful in their life, that are trying to play at a higher level, man, they don't have time to hate on you or hate on other people because they're out there making real stuff happen. All right. So I'm going to read it one more time. Successful people don't have time to worry about what other people are doing. Find those types of people. Hang out with those types of people. I guarantee you will be better as a result. All right, number 10, you will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated. It's Maya Angelou. Man, that's a, that's a powerful quote when you think about it, right? You will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated. And this is something I think we all need to hear these days because look, life ain't puppies and balloons all the time, right? Like I'm as about as positive as they come. I'm always going to look at the bright side of things. I'm always going to try and find a positive spin, but life isn't always perfect. And it's definitely not what we see on social media every day where we're seeing everybody else's highlight reel. So life is real, right? Life is real. We've got ups and downs. We've got highs and lows. And something that I always try and remind myself is, man, when you're having that great day, when you're in the zone or you're having that amazing experience at work, at home with your family, you're having an amazing meal, man, enjoy that relish that 
savor those days and those times as much as possible, right? Like try and store them in the memory bank so you can draw on them whenever you need energy. But also realize that bad or off days are going to happen. And I think when you start to just be okay with that, right? Like if every day was great, it wouldn't be a great day anymore, right? Because now it's just the new norm. Like you need the good with the bad. You need the light with the dark. So just realize that that off days, they're part of the program. And if you start to shift your mindset, you know, if you look at mistakes or failures or bad days as learning experiences or as kind of part of the bigger equation, now it's going to start to change the way you look at life. And so something that I am constantly reminded of is this idea of how you look at things is so important. So one thing that I try and do whenever I have to leave early for work and I don't get to see my kids in the morning, I leave them a little note. And for a long time, I used to say, I hope you have a great day. And then I started to think about that. And I thought, man, that's so like passive and weak. I hope, I hope you have a good day. No, no, like that, that's putting it on something else. It's wishy-washy. So now I tell them, go make it a great day. Make it a great day today. And now it's active. Now it's strong. Now you exert some influence on how your day goes or how you reflect upon your day. And if you start to think like that, it's so empowering. But I just absolutely love that quote because, look, ups and downs, highs and lows, they're all going to be there. But stay strong. You know, Stay positive. At the end of the day, people like you are going to make the world a better place. They're going to make, you're going to make the clients and athletes that you work with better people. And ultimately you guys can be so impactful. And that's why I appreciate you listening to this show. So those were my 10 points. I'm going to go through them one more time, just so you have them. Number one, all in, all day, every day. Number two, be where your feet are, courtesy of Ryan Horn. Number three, get 1% better today. Number four, Take your work seriously, but don't take yourself seriously. Number five, control the controllables. Number six, really just buy into that concept of extreme ownership. Number seven, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Number eight, the way to get started is to stop talking and start doing. Number nine, my boy Drake, jealousy is just love and hate at the same time. And number 10, you will face many defeats in life but never let yourself be defeated. So my friend, that's a wrap for this week. Sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode. No, it's a little bit different from the standard solo shows or even most definitely from the interview style shows, but I think it's stuff that you can take and apply to virtually any area of your life. Sincerely hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please help me out, share it with you know friends, family, loved ones, fellow coaches and trainers, email, social media, throwing it on the gram, whatever you can do, I would greatly appreciate it. So again, my friend, thank you so much for your time. I love and appreciate you. And we'll be back soon with our next episode. Take care.